Chapter 1 Callie waved a yellow scarf from her pontoon boat and headed erratically toward my dock. The girl who'd been like a sister to me since I was thirteen had never mastered the art of steering. Matter of fact, she'd avoided getting her driver's license for the past twenty years and would probably never drive that old Buick her dotty mother left moldering in the garage. Shocked to see her outside, I waved back, then swam to the dock and scrambled up the ladder to avoid getting crushed by her two-ton vessel. I grabbed my towel, blotted water from my face and hair, and wrapped it around my new, bright pink, one-piece suit. I'd been nervous to wear it. I thought it made my thighs look big. But now I'd been caught, and I couldn't get that towel around me fast enough. I watched the boat drift closer, shocked at my friend's appearance. Her face twisted in despair. Her coal-black hair hung limp on her shoulders, and her eyes puffed red. Instantly, my brain ran through the possibilities. What got her out of the house? Maybe somebody died? Her sister? Not likely. She'd written off Willow years ago. They hardly spoke, even though they lived only two houses apart. And that woman was so nasty, she'd probably live forever, preserved in her own acidic vapors. Could it be her dog? Bo had been sick a few months back. The Bernese mountain dog had been Callie's constant companion for the past five years, but the life expectancy of the grand creatures was only eight or nine years. She'd been concerned for months, and Doc West, the vet who'd always been sweet on her, still paid her house calls for no extra charge. But when we'd spoken on the phone yesterday, she'd said Bo had recovered from his stomach problems and was doing fine. Worried now, I grabbed the rope she tossed to me and secured it around a piling. The boat glided closer. She looked horrible, as if someone had twisted her insides and squeezed all her pain up into her eyes. Damn, had someone hurt her again? Some people were magnets for bad luck, and my dear friend seemed to attract trouble like mosquitoes to wet skin after the rain. Last year, her Honeyoy Lake cottage had been broken into. The jerks had cleaned her out and beaten her senseless. She still bore the scar on her temple where the bastards had bashed her with her avant-garde pink flamingo centerpiece. Yes, a pink flamingo. Not in her yard, on her coffee table. Draped with pink pearls and fake ivy. Don't ask. And don't look so surprised. My best friend cut a tragic figure, was pretty in a haunted sort of way, but I never said she had good taste. Of all the households in our quiet lakeside community here in upstate New York, her place was definitely the quirkiest. Callie switched off the ignition, and the boat miraculously nudged the dock with a soft thump. I quickly secured the stern and offered her a hand. Honey, what's the matter? With a sob that sounded more like a hiccup, she heaved a big box over the railing and onto the dock and climbed out after it. You won't believe this. I put my arm around her shoulders and squeezed. Try me, Velvet. Callie's dark hair, delicate features, and big violet eyes used to remind me of the young Liz Taylor in National Velvet, thus the nickname. She choked and wept fresh tears. Trembling, she glanced fearfully around her, then locked eyes with me. Marcy, I... With another sob, she fell on my shoulder. Can we go inside, please? Of course, sweetie. I picked up the box and led her off the dock and up to the porch. Maneuvering backwards through the screen door, I got us inside and laid the box on the coffee table, then sat her on the couch. Now, spill it. 
Instead of talking, she fell into a fresh gale of weeping. I patted her shoulders, hugged her, and let her get it all out. She tried to speak, but the intensity of her emotions made her stutter and wail some more. Her newest disaster, whatever it was, already weighed heavily on me. The pain in her eyes was palpable, and I knew it was something huge without having to ask. Callie and I had shared high school crushes, teenage angst, kooky hairstyles, and unrequited love over the years. She'd been my maid of honor, in spite of her aversion to public places. A little extra Xanax had helped her through the ordeal, where people actually looked at her and she had to converse with strangers. I'd thanked her from the bottom of my heart for that. I couldn't have been married without Callie at my side. Callie, what's wrong, sweetie? She looked at me, at the box, back at me, and burst into a fresh torrent of tears. I gave her a box of pink tissues and she grabbed a handful, pressing them against her eyes.